Hi, how are you? You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. There are a number of ways our children explore the world around them. With each new interaction, they're taking steps forward. We often think about things like motor skills and language when it comes to development. But how much do you know about the role of sound generally? Dr. Naomi Hackworth is a psychologist and child development expert with RaisingChildren.net.au. Hi, Naomi. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm good, thanks. When we talk about sound and development, what kinds of sounds are we talking about? Is it music? Yeah, look, we often gravitate towards music when we think about uh, sounds and development, but actually it's much broader than that. Children are surrounded by all sorts of sounds from birth and even before. So whether it's the noises that they hear in their daily life, the noises that they make themselves with their voices or their bodies, uh, whether it's the voices of their parents and other people around them. And, of course, music is a really big part of all children's life and a really rich source of sounds. Mm. And one of the first ways children learn about the world around them is from these sounds. And they learn best when they're experiencing the sounds in an interactive way with their parents. And when you say in an interactive way with their parents, is that um, where parents are kind of explaining the sounds to them and not just taking it for granted that it's part of the world around them? Yeah, well, it's lots of different ways, actually. So parent-child interactions, those interactions start really early in life from birth straight away. So... Um, you know, when it's about sounds with children, it might be exploring it with them. So getting up close to their child and using a sing-song voice, as we all do when we've got uh, little babies around us and getting the child to understand how those sounds make a difference and that they're part of communication. But also as children get a bit older, it's about... Yeah, some explanation, but putting words around things they're doing or or playing with things in an interactive way. When children are experiencing sound, um, there's lots of different things that are happening in the sound. So it's not just what they hear. There's also vibrations, there's movement, there's rhythm, there's lyrics, there's words and, and lots of connections to emotions. So what's happening when that happens is their brains are being activated in lots of different areas and you're getting connections laid down between those areas of the brain. And those connections start to build the structures that form the foundation for development. So when parents interact and they get that back and forth happening and talk to their children and play again and again and again, then those those connections just form layer upon layer and upon layer and it really has a positive impact on the child's early development. We'll be back with Dr. Naomi Hackworth right after this. I hope you're enjoying this podcast with thanks to Lego Duplo, the fun way to create and connect. When it comes to those layers and what is happening in that interaction, you say it's the foundation of development. Is it all about communication or does that interaction translate to other things like motor skills, movement, that physical movement, that kind of thing? Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, of course, it is about language and communication. We know that's something that 
parent-child interactions are re- really impact strongly on. But it's also about all other aspects of development. So when a child's playing with sound, they're learning lots about their world and they're learning, um, they're developing thinking processes. So for example, when a child's banging a hard toy on a high chair or their soft sandwich, they're learning a lot about soft and hard. When they're um, making noises to their parents and they're doing that in a soft way and a loud way and their parents are responding, they're getting to make that link between tone and emotion so it's helping their social and emotional development. And of course, when they're using sounds around rhythm and percussion and dance and movement, they're building their physical skills. So it really impacts on all aspects of their development. Now, I have a bit of a preference towards voice because I I feel like singing to my kids, I love doing that, (laughs) even though they don't always like hearing it. Um, And they enjoy singing as well. It seems like a very joyful thing to do. Um, Talk to me about the voice, like a child's voice and ways that they might experiment with voice. What does that mean for them? You know, sometimes you can have children who might – put on a baby voice even though they've left the toddler years behind them like they kind of mm. know that they're putting on a voice or um, they when they're playing with their cars or toys and they're verbalizing um, what sounds they make is what's going on there in terms of development and a child's voice yeah so you know that's a really crucial element um, that babies and children experiment with their voices and it's really the first step in them learning language and also what your reactions are so those social skills and communication skills and from birth babies are hardwired to communicate with their parents so you'll hear them experimenting a lot as you said you'll hear them even very little babies you'll hear them blowing bubbles and gurgling and and babbling But we know that when parents talk to their babies a lot and their young children and they have a lot of those back and forth interactions around talking and the noises that their children are making, that it makes a big difference to their children's language development. So, for example, when uh, you have a new baby and you're getting up close and you're speaking in that that sing-song voice and they you'll notice they start to wriggle and play and experiment a little bit and they're responding actually they're tuned in to respond to your voice and the sounds that you're making and then you get the babbling um you know they'll start to make noises and be really surprised when you respond to those and you get that back and forth so they're learning that they can get responses and they feel safe and secure and that you're tuning into them But it does go beyond language. And so they're learning about lots of different skills as well. Is that why when they're toddlers and you still can't understand a word they're saying, but they're convinced they're speaking in full sentences, is that why we just keep on trying to communicate with them and decipher what they're saying, even though we may not have a clue? Yeah, it can be really challenging, can't it? And it can also be really frustrating for young children when they can't communicate what they're trying to communicate. And it is a bit of guesswork for parents and learning what suits your child and and how your child likes to communicate. But communication is much more than just the words. And, of course, some of the earliest interactions that we have with our children when they're 
they're communicating with us are around a bit of guesswork and wrapping words around it. So if they're gesturing and holding up a cup, you know, it becomes really important for parents to build on those attempts that they're making to communicate and say, oh, yes, here's your cup. You'd like another drink, would you? And then, you know, eventually the children will pick up the words and build those skills themselves to communicate. But, yeah, it is really important that we respond to them when they make those attempts. Can you give us some examples that parents um, can do with their children to help them explore sound? Yeah, look, there are lots of things families are probably already doing that involve exploring sound. Um, as we've mentioned already, some of the everyday interactions. And certainly on raisingchildren.net.au, we have lots of ideas that parents can use with their kids. Um you mentioned before music. Music is one of the really obvious ones. Singing with your child. It's something you can do anytime, anywhere. As you said, they don't care. They're your best fan. They don't care if you can't <laughs> sing well. <laughs> Just not in and public they... when you get older, apparently. <laughs> yeah, maybe at 14 that wears off. <laughs> <laughs> but children love it when you choose songs that have lots of repetition, um, funny sounds, rhymes. Uh, and they want to hear them over and over. Songs like Old MacDonald, you know, it's got lots of repetition in there and they can join into the bits that they can and gradually over time you'll get sick of singing them long before they get sick of hearing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm there now. Um, <laughs> why, <laughs> why is sound still important for deaf children? Yeah, that look, that's a really good question and... I think going back to what I said about sound, sound having lots of elements and, and the auditory component of sounds is only one just part of that. So when children can't hear, they can still explore sounds in lots of different ways and learn from them. For example, they can, their other senses will kick in. So they'll chill, they'll feel the vibrations. They'll see or see and get involved in the movement that goes around sounds. They'll use gestures and watch for your expressions because they're watching you and how you interact with sound. What becomes really important, of course, for those children is that the parents are doing it in an interactive way and it's still building the foundations for them to communicate and develop in other ways with you. There is so much in sound. I honestly didn't pay much attention to it, but you can just see from what you're saying how important it is for all children Mm. to explore. Um, Naomi, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Siobhan. That's Dr. Naomi Hackworth. She's a psychologist and child development expert with raisingchildren.net.au. It's a website with stacks of information for parents and children by the government, really well researched. We'll put links in the details of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.